Welcome to RLF Radio, the only show that helps young baseball players and their parents prepare for high school athletics and beyond. With your hosts, Dick Owens, Guy Lemon. Hey, guys. Hi, Paul. How you doing? Paul, how are you? Okay, a little hesitant to jump in there today. Well, we were a little hesitant show. there. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, guys, um, both of you have been involved, uh, your passion, really, uh, really deep personal passion for the last 20 years has been this Ryan Lemon Foundation that sponsors this show. What was the Ryan Lemon Foundation created for and what's its mission? Well, really, my passion has goes back well beyond the 20 years as a father of two young children. Um, I was involved in youth athletics for 10 years, 15 years before that. My son graduated in 1993, and in 1994, he passed away in a car accident. Hmm. And it was really that that gave rise to the foundation. I, I felt that high school sports and sports in general had a meaningful component in my son's life and in my life and the relationship the two of us had and I felt like I needed to give back to all the people that enriched my son's life and my life and so it's been that passion and to try and create for others the positive experiences of high school athletics and while I may have had the initial passion and tragedy of the loss of my son the result of the foundation could never have been accomplished without the unbelievable energetic help of the gentleman sitting to my right, Dick Owens. Dick, what are your thoughts relative to the foundation? Well, the foundation has been absolutely phenomenal, and I've loved participating with it. And Guy and I used to coach Ryan way back when they were, I guess, 12, 13, 14 years old. Eight years right? old, I think, is when Jeez. we started. Well, long well, time. A long time ago. He was always a great kid, always fun to be around. In fact, that whole team was a lot of fun to be around. And, and after the tragedy that we had, and to be able to be a part of the foundation has been phenomenal. The thing that, that really brings it kind of full circle for me is the fact that I ended up having a son, and he ended up playing baseball and, and loving baseball and, and coaches today. And he got to play in our Ryan Lemon Foundation showcase uh, as a senior. And to have him out there on the Ryan Lemon uh, field was just absolutely incredible to be at the stadium. Uh, it was pretty emotional, I think, for, for me. And, and just watching him play out there and thinking about Ryan, it's amazing. And But being in the foundation and what we've been able, I think, to accomplish with with 48 high schools here in the uh, in the county has been I think a blessing to all of them, and, and we hope to continue. continue where did uh, Where did Ryan play, and what sports did he play? He was uh, a varsity high school baseball player at Woodbridge High School. Also did uh, all four years. Wasn't all four it? years. Yeah, yeah, he was a varsity starter all four years, as uh, we had with our guest earlier or later. Um, Steve Fryer mentioned he was an all county um, player as well, all CIF. Mm-hmm. So that was a prideful moment for for Dad. What position did he play? He was. Uh, Principally a center fielder, but also pitched and uh, played third base. Wow, all over the place. Okay. So a very successful sports career, and you felt it helped him and helped you, brought the two of you together. You bet. Both as a father-son relationship, the, the fundamental best memories I can have from all of the sports. You know, there's a few games that I might remember a singular event, but what I remember the best of my involvement as a father was the time with my son when we were away from the field and it would just be the two of us in the car and we might initially talk about sports would sports would turn to life and the challenges that that are confronted in life and how it relates to sports and an opportunity to connect with my son as a coach as a father but as a mentor 
and I think sports was a facilitator of that relationship, and I am forever indebted to those that helped create it. So what does the foundation do? In a word, in a phrase, our mission statement is simply to preserve education-based athletics. And what that means is athletics exist in many sports and in many capacities, private instruction, club sports, high school sports, youth sports. And our objective, I believe athletics serve its best purpose if it's combined with the values of education, that athletics should be played at these higher levels if you earn the right to do so. You have to get an education. You have to do well in school. It's said so many times, but I think there are so many people at the youth levels that lose focus on that and think if they just succeed in athletics, there's a life there. And it can happen for a very, very infinitesimally small percentage. But for the vast majority of people, they come to realize, whether it's the end of their high school, athletics, or in college, that there's no economic success there. And they have to fall back on their education. And so I believe supporting athletics, I view it as a terrific lab science of the educational process. It's the interaction with people. It's the process of succeeding and failing. It's the process of the granular steps that you have to take to improve. You can't weightlift one day. You have to weightlift for years in order to be a little bit stronger and a little bit better. And that's, I think, the parallels to life. And if so if we can preserve athletics through education, We've done what we set out to do. And what kind of programs, Dick, do you put together for the kids then through the foundation? Well, we do a lot of the off-season things for the high schools. Uh, we help facilitate games. Uh, we have a fall program we do uh, with we can only, unfortunately, only take 28 teams, and we're always full. Uh, the winter program, same thing. We have 28 teams involved in that because that's all we can, our capacity can hold at this point at, in Irvine where we are at Windrow. So that's two of the programs we put together. We then have a spring tournament where we have 16 teams from around Southern California come and participate in that. We also do a seminar uh, that we've done over the years talking about recruiting and how to be recruited and and what to do. That's part of what we're going to do here on this broadcast over the next few weeks and be able to tune into that and hear different Different people talk about, uh, the coaches can talk about what's going on. Give me some of the numbers. Somebody once told me, and I'll see if I've got the, the, the numbers right, but it's like there are 5 million kids or something that play high school sports, and of that there's 500,000 that will make it to college sports, and of those there are 50,000 that are good enough to play uh, professional. Of those 5,000, maybe you'll get uh, into some minor league team, and there's only a couple hundred that will make It's like literally one in a million. Yeah, it is. It's, there's not, uh, those are about the correct numbers these days. Uh, everybody thinks that they're going to be a pro athlete, which is a great goal to have, and, and that's fantastic. But truth be known, that's not what happens, and, and everybody wishes it did, but it doesn't. And as most people know, every sport is a little bit different. There's more scholarship money in football than there is in swimming. Uh, And as regards baseball, because it is probably the most lucrative professional sport in terms of the longevity of someone's career and the money involved, there are a lot of opportunities through college and the minor league ranks, but there's not much money available until someone makes the major league ranks, and that's back to this one-tenth of one percent. And so we, we try and focus on all the things, enhance the education, enhance the athletic experience, but be prepared for life. 
So how does the foundation, one of the things you always talk about is developing boys into men, uh, the, the value of, of molding a young person. How does the foundation help do that? Well, I th- primarily by creating more activities at the high school level. Our focus is at the high school level, not at the youth levels. Right. And high schools generally are underfunded in all of their programs. And our basic premise is to create more avenues for the high school athlete to participate with their team members to enhance their individual skills. They may not get to play during the regular season, but if we can create opportunity for them to play in the off season, they individually will get better, the team will get better, and I think it allows them to be a part of a fraternity. High school is a difficult process. Amen. And there are so oh, boy, many, I remember my high school years. <laughs> there, 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 are so, there are so many situations in the high school young man's life where they can get off track. And I think if they're part of a fraternity, and in this case it's an athletic team, and the athletic team can help them provide a focus, that's a positive thing. And so the programs that we do are to try and create activities throughout the school year that enable the team to stay together as a team, to enhance the the team practices. We don't try and focus on the best player in the team. I think our real objective is to make the lesser skilled guy that made the team to enable him to have experiences to get better. If he gets better, it's more fun, he stays with it, he becomes a better person, he learns some life skills in the lab of sports, and boy, that's what we've accomplished. I mean, one thing one thing we've done is uh, during our showcase, our senior showcase we do in June each year is we give away uh, some scholarship money to various athletes, and they're chosen by the coaches of that particular league. And one thing we always talk about is, you know, who does that go to and how do you, what's the criteria? One of the things that Guy has always brought up is it's not necessarily the best athlete on the field, but who would you start your team with? What person would you pick out of your league that you'd like to start a team with? And, and typically that may not be the best athlete out there. Um, and I know I played with different guys that, that they weren't the best athletes, but they become lifelong friends forever. Um, and that's what it's all about. It's that team. So how is this different than the traditional off-season travel ball that we hear about, you know, where you go join a team and you travel around the state or travel around the country even in some cases and participate in a in an intense per off-season program? Is this similar to it? Is it different from it? How so? Yeah, it's, it's different. The travel ball is, is basically uh, has taken on a whole different life of its own. Travel ball, it sounds like you're going away, and, and in some cases, some of those teams do. In most of the cases, they're sticking around their home area, and they're playing teams within their area. Uh, unfortunately, travel ball has gotten kind of watered down on typically uh, not necessarily the best athletes, but just somebody just going and making a travel ball team. What we try to do is everything that we concentrate on is having the high school team together. So it's a team bonding experience, and the team will continue to play through the fall and winter. And it makes them better. It makes their team better. It's it's it is it's oh, a team remember, building exercise. I didn't quite understand that. So the actual team that plays for some high school, as a team, would sign up and continue to play in the off season. Well, they continue to play, and and uh, that's what we provide is the high school that that high school experience, obviously in the fall and in the winter. But those teams are the high. They are their actual high school teams. You know, and I think part of that comes from. The, the focus is we try and honor indirectly 
the high school coach. Uh, I, I think they are the unsung heroes of the high school academic process. Clearly, I think, in most cases, they are educators at their core. Not in every case, but in most cases, they are educators at their core. But to coach a high school baseball team, they get paid very, very little, unlike some travel teams. And, and yet they are probably have more contact in terms of time spent with that young man than any other educator on campus. And to the degree that we can facilitate that interaction, and while it sounds a little technical, it's all with the objective of creating a better experience for the young man with an emphasis or at least a a thread of the educational component through the process because I believe, and from the things that we do in our high school all-star game, we know that that 90% of the young men that play high school baseball will not be playing baseball beyond one semester in college. Really? 90% because they can't afford it, because it's too competitive, they realize they're not going to make a life out of it. Maybe they get injured somewhere along the way. There are many different reasons, but going through high school, all of them, or I would say a very high percentage of them, have an aspiration to swing for the fences and be a college and professional baseball player. And that's fine. They should have those goals. We want to facilitate those goals. But at the end of the day, when the program's over, I I don't mean to diminish club baseball, but it doesn't concern itself with that. We, We attempt to feel that the high school coaches facilitate and are concerned about because a kid has an obligation. He must have good grades to participate in a high school mm. team. Travel club, you just pay a check. Yeah, right, exactly. And so it's that it's that fundamental focus. We don't we don't disagree with club. It's a it's a good experience that's high quality. But we focus on the high school programs, and we try and make it affordable. There's no profit motive. <laughs> the foundation costs me personally. We raise money. We donate money. We get donations. We give it back to the players and the coaches in the form of trying to promote their programs. So let's you, you raised it. Let's talk about it. How does this thing get paid for? How does the foundation pay for these programs, and how do the schools or teams or individuals uh, pay for these off-season programs? Well, let me just start, and I'll let Dick answer the question. There's an awful lot of work that goes into the cash management of it because the cost of fields and umpires and balls and equipment is expensive, and and Dick does the process. But, Dick, I'll let you kind of speak to it. It's that. not free. You just don't go out in the, the sand lot and play anymore? Unfortunately, it's not. Yeah, I, I wish it was. It's, it's not that way. I think what we provide for the schools is obviously a place for them to go play at Windrow, uh, for the various high schools, which is fantastic. And Where, we, where's Windrow for those? Windrow is in Irvine, California. Okay. Um, and Ryan Lemon Stadium is there. So there's two fields. We provide help provide that, and there is a fee involved in that, and and they do pay a fee, but we don't make any money off of that. It's if we break even, that's a good day, and <laughs> for the most part, we don't, when and never have, and guys always been that way. We're not about making a lot of money on things. We're, we want people to be out there playing. We want kids to learn the game and continue to play. So that's what we. That's part of what we do. Our biggest thing that we have is a fundraiser that we do every two years. That's where we bring in our, the bulk of our money. Uh, people donate online to us, which, which helps. All that money goes back into the schools in various forms. It could go in to help put in netting for their batting cage. It could go in for uh, an L screen or something. Whatever it is that they're looking for, we're going to try to help facilitate that for them. Uh, the, the high schools today just can't afford to do uh, what has to be done 
the money just isn't there in the budgets, and, and the budgets are, are tight for everything. And it's, it's not just baseball; it's every sport, it's music, it's 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 everything. Unfortunately, that that goes on. We so hear that all the time. The challenges of continuing uh, athletic programs at uh, public high schools and music programs and art programs. There just isn't the funding for these things because who's going to pay for the bus? Who's going to pay for the coaches? Who's going to pay right. for the fields? All that kind of stuff that goes into it. I remember my daughter played high school uh, basketball. She was fortunate to play a varsity level here. I couldn't believe they just expected all of us to come front this. We had to. We had to buy bags and things and do all this stuff to help right. support all this yeah, stuff. And, right. that's, and, that's, and that's changed even more than when your daughter was there and, and new rules have come down where they really can't. You, the only thing you can do is take donations. You can't ask, go ask for money if you're in from a public school. So it's really a challenge to fundraise and to do different things to, to help facilitate what has to be done. And there again, the coaches aren't making any money. It's minuscule in what they do. I mean, if they get paid ten cents an hour at the end of the day um, through their whole season, that they do, that's something. And, and CIF rules that we have here have changed as well. From when coaches at one point were not allowed to coach on the field during the off season, now they are. So that's one of the things that the program that we run for both both of those programs uh, has facilitated. For and CIF time. stands for California Interscholastic. Federation. Federation. Okay, yep. all right. No acronyms here. I was trying to explain stuff. I know everybody who's probably listening to this already tuned in. We want to make sure if somebody hasn't yeah. heard this or, or from other <laughs> part of the country here. So what? Uh, that's the foundation. And where, and where do people find more about the foundation? Might as well plug that right here. What's the website? Well, the website's uh, www.ryanlemonfoundation.com. And, and let's spell that. Just it's, It sounds pretty obvious. It sounds, sounds obvious. It's R-Y-A-N. L E M M O N. All right, two M's and lemon. Two M's and right. lemon, and then foundation F O U N D A T I O N. All right, you passed the test here. Dot com. Dot com. All right, Ryan Lemon Foundation. They can find out more about these off-season programs where you allow teams as a team to go out and play and continue to work together. And I'm assuming their coach comes with them, and and many the coaches. Cases. The coaches do that. There again, we have a waiting list for for teams out here to, to get to, to play in in those leagues because. It's the only thing that's really offered around uh, Southern California at this yeah. point. Is there anything else like it in the rest of the country? I've never heard of anything like this, not in other sports even. Not that we're aware of. I mean, one of the things that, I, I, you know, initially and in the first 10 years, I had hoped that, frankly, there might be copycats of what we've done in different cities and different counties, both in the state and around the country. I, I'm unaware that that is. I guess perhaps it's because Dick is willing to commit the amount of time that he does and the time that I do to, to somebody has to fund this and work it and promote it and organize it. Somebody and has, to, yeah. has to manage it. Individual coaches may do some things, but but uh, yeah. So I don't know that it exists anywhere else. I'm unaware that it is. The one thing we do is we also have a thing called the Futures League, which is for incoming freshmen and sophomores at the high school, and we have 20 some teams participating in that. That gives the kids an idea and the parents an idea what high school baseball is about. Uh, we bring in the, the money through the parents. Uh, we then pay the coaches. We pay for the umpires. We pay for uniforms. All that comes out of that insurance, which is a big thing these days. Uh, oh, yeah. Bigger than, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it's, right. it's huge, absolutely huge, and it's getting even tougher 
to be able to do that. So that's things that we do. And then we give back to the schools what's been donated by the parents to, through our program. So And coaches have to pass background checks. And also, I was, right. when I, I did Little League uh, soccer, I was amazed at all the hoops I had to jump through right. just to be the volunteer to be the assistant coach here on my daughter's team. Yeah. Yeah, last, last October, we gave... We wrote checks back out to the various high schools that were in our program uh, just for that league, which was September and October. We wrote over $70,000. Wow. Wow. And, and I think the important thing out of that is if there happens to be anybody listening and they know that they individually pay a fee, 100% of the money that we charge, 100% is given back either to pay for the direct third-party costs, to pay for the high school coach as part of his stipend, or it's a straight donation to the program that participates to pay for whatever the high school coach chooses to pay Fantastic. for. Fantastic. 100%. All the money goes back in. 100%. And we, because our operating costs are covered through our own fundraisers. And, and I would honestly say out of all the different things we do, I, and we may talk a little bit later about our, our showcase event at the end, but the Futures program is honestly the one that I'm most proud of. Because when it started five years ago, didn't it? Yeah, it's probably about five years. Five years ago, here in Orange County, and throughout CIF, there was, but but particularly in Orange County, there was a strong emphasis to eliminate eliminate underclass high school athletic programs. Wow. Specifically, baseball. They were going to just cherry pick different sports, and it was determined that. Many schools were going to eliminate their underclass programs. So you'd start at what? As a junior or a senior or something? Well, yeah, or they'd still or, start as a freshman, but they would basically have two teams. They would only have one team. In many schools, oh, the, the from right. a funding standpoint, there would be no JV squad. There would be no JV. Are. There would be right. no freshman team. And and we felt like if we didn't step up immediately and try and fill that void somehow in time, high school high school baseball would cease to exist. And so our our motivation was. Hey, we'll figure out because mom and dad want to participate. Yeah, but right. the schools couldn't arrange to do it, and we tried to fill that gap. And I, I frankly think it's our most successful program because it allows kids in the off season to be involved at high school sports. There's no guarantee that by being in that program, they're on the high school team. That's not our function. Our function is to create a, a, a freshman sophomore team organization yeah, right. th- through the coordination of the high school coach to allow teams to play in the off season that did not exist before we started it that would be ago. horrible in my mind to get rid of jv programs one because it would let a lot of kids who want to play who probably are never going to make the varsity squad but at least you get to play some high school athletics Correct. you get to win a championship to get part of a team you get to develop and try your best to move up all those things that are so important in in developing a young person at that age but you're you're in the fraternity yeah you're you're insulated perhaps from being gone off in a bad direction through the high school experience exactly you're involved in something not just sitting around at home wondering what you're going to do which we're all scared of and who knows who the future players are? Michael Jordan got cut from his high school uh, basketball team. They didn't think he was good enough to play. That's correct. Greatest of all time. So to think that somebody could pick at uh, age, what are you, 15, 16? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and say these are the anointed few that will get to play high school athletics and maybe go on to a professional or, high, or a college career uh, and give them no chance for anybody else to develop and prove themselves or even to experience that, that would be horrible. Well, and we all know at adolescence, at 15, you may be five foot five <laughs> and 125 pounds, and by the time you're 19, you're 6'4", 220. Yes. You may, you may not know that 
when you're 15. You I don't grew, know that. I grew four inches when I was 16. So, yeah, there you go. There yeah, you go. Exactly. All right, so that's your, uh, um, what do you call it, futures program? That's yes. our future league. Let's give the other one then. You mentioned the other one that you do your showcase here. And that was our very first, well, the very first program we did following my funds, my son's passing away was to do these off-season leagues. I had actually started it two years earlier where my son was still in high school. And, again, the objective behind that was to create an environment, frankly, for his team to get better in the off-season. Not him. He was pretty good. It was to help the worst kid on the team. That's right. how everything got started. And to help the team play as a team, not and just individual performance. And, and yeah. for that team to play, I had to create an organization that there were other teams for them to compete against. Yeah, right. Well, the, and my son was fortunate enough, again, to this background of our flagship event, my son was fortunate enough to be asked to play in the North-South County All-Star Game. There's only 40 young men from each year out of 80 high schools that get to play in that, and my son was fortunate enough. I thought it was a great experience, and after my son's passing, I thought, gosh, you know, there really ought to be a signature event. A lot more young men should get to have this kind of an opportunity. Yeah, I remember absolutely. my, I remember my son saying to me after that particular event, "Wow, Dad." These guys are good. <laughs> yeah. And it was a realization that the competitive level was going to elevate another. And so after my son's passing, with the help of a couple of high school coaches, I had an idea. Why don't we start a game? Only the fundamental premise of it would be different. How can I create an all-star event that encompasses a lot more players? And where the North-South County game, that's a wonderful experience. It's got great players. I take nothing away from what Kiwanis has done. They have They involve 40 players. We involve 240. Wow. wow. Is that right? Eight, eight yeah. times 20. No, 160. 160. 160 yeah. young men that include those 40, but another 120 every year. And so I'm proud of that, that, that it's 160 young men get to have a, a, a culmination. And it's not just of baseball. It's a culmination of their high school academic and athletic career. We ask every young man, we meet with them, we have them fill out a questionnaire, and throughout the game, anyone that's attended will know there's non-stop talking at the game. Every player that comes <laughs> non-stop up... Non-stop talking, okay. It is. <laughs> you must <announce>. talk. <laughs> well, and, and what we try and do is recognize that young man's accolades, who, whether it's academic, whether it's athletic. He, he also speaks to who is special in his life, whether it was a parent or really? a teacher. Really? You make them get up and talk to him? No, no, no. Well, we don't have... They, they're bad. No, guy announces Oh, I, well, I see. I, well, you, I <laughs> we're we're no. announcing now at the plate is Bob Smith, and his goal is to attend UCLA. He had a 4.5 GPA. I got it. And he hopes to be a, a, a doctor. It's their moment to shine. Their it's moment their moment the to shine. And they, we ask them, you know, who is important in their life, and we may make reference to their parents or a grandparent or a brother or sister. Or and, a mentor and, or somebody, yeah. And the part that... I always get a little choked up about is when the game is over, I don't think anybody really gives a hoot who won, <laughs> but they walk away realizing how many good young men have accomplished a lot of good things. And when I see parents with their arm around their young man, yeah. and they realize it's the last high school experience they'll have, they're now going on, the, the bird is flying off into, into life, and you see groups of four and five and six or eight young men talking with their parents, and you can kind of tell the kids don't know it. It may be the last time they'll see those guys. Yeah. And yeah. it's reflecting on their memories. And most of those players, I'd say two-thirds of them, realize it's the last competitive athletic experience they will have. And if they can walk away from that experience, and I think people can walk away and go and 
All 160 of those players had a winning experience. Obviously, half of them lost the games. The other half won. But our objective is to walk away and have 160 winners every year, and I think we accomplish that. I'm very it's televised. There's a five-cameraman crew. We give away mementos. Wow. There's CDs. There's photographs. Quite an experience. It, it's, uh, it's something we're real proud of. Well, I'm proud of the fact that you can come in and talk about this because I, I, I hesitate to even go there, but it would be very difficult if I lost my daughter, particularly at that age, or your son died in a car crash or something. Yes. And uh, to uh, to remind yourself all the time of those days through reliving them with other parents here. Uh, and yet at the same time, I suppose it keeps your son's memory alive. Well, and, and that's, the, that's the personal process that it's really, as I've described to people, it's Others have allowed me to indulge myself to do these things so that I can internally make sure that I never forget my son. Yeah, right. It's, it's my personal battle. Um, but if I have the opportunity, when I can see a smile on a young man's face and he looks into his eyes, parent, the eyes of his parents, yeah. and there's a connection there. We've done something really good. Well, thank and you. And that's, that's the walk away. Very from difficult to talk about, and I appreciate you being honest and open enough. I'm sure this is hurtful to revisit and go through, and yet at the same time, you've made this kind of your life's mission to to try and find some meaning in what is otherwise hard to comprehend. Believe me, he brings a smile to everybody's face when he's out there and talking. (laughs) (laughs) I think they smile the most when I stop talking. It could be. And I'm sure your son is smiling as he looks down. I'd I'd like to think so. Absolutely. All right, so once again, how do they reach uh, the Ryan Lemon Foundation? It's www.ryanlemonfoundation.com. Two M's and lemon. Two M's and lemon. And uh, they can uh, sign up uh, through there or find out they more can about go, these They programs. can donate through there. They can look at our different programs. And, and obviously, uh, we'd love to have donations because everything that we get goes back out. So the more that we get in, the more it goes back out. And I'm going to suspect that a lot, of the lem- a, lot of, a lot of the foundation comes from the Lemon family here. And, and we want to spread that out as much as possible and grow the program exactly so that right. you can do more and more yeah, with this. we got other thing. things we want to keep doing. Yeah. I, I'm not much of a church goer, and I guess this is my church. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it, it is. It sounds like it's you've you found meaning in this, which is what we're all looking for in life. What's the meaning of life here? Well, the meaning for so much of us is to get our kids out there and playing sports. I can tell in my own daughter's case, she never went on to college or anything else with it, but it helped shape her. It kept her out of trouble. It kept, It made her feel like she belonged to a group. It made her feel important. It made her feel strong and successful. She learned teamwork and how to work with others. Um, having been a lousy athlete in my life, uh, I wasn't so sure I wanted to follow this path because it's very consuming for parents today, too. And it's probably the greatest thing we ever did together. So I agree with you. Yep. you know. Well, you know, it's one thing in connection with all of that that I think, and this is really probably to every parent that may be listening, who participated in anything at the high school level and any player that's participated, when the sport is done and the high school career is over and it's 10 years later, if you ask most kids that went through high school, whatever sport they participated in, how many names of teachers can they remember? And I think in most every case, they will remember the name of their coach of whatever the sport and maybe the one or two most influential teachers. And the point is... I think high school coaches, when they have their the, the right emphasis, they they influence a young person more than any other single teacher. Mm-hmm. And I think the most honorable thing is when I see someone and they may say to me, 
Hey, Coach, how you doing? I view that as the singular greatest compliment I can get from a young man. I'm amazed how my daughter has, my daughter's 25 now, how she continues uh, to connect with the program. She'll go back for alumni games. Occasionally she'll go back and watch a game. Absolutely. You know, I mean, she really feels a connection to that school and to that team. It made, it gave her an identity, which my daughter was lacking at that point. Who am I? So many kids. Who am I? What am I? I'm just some faceless kid in school here. No, I'm somebody. I'm part of this team. Well, that's, yeah, that's no, part that's, of it. That's, that's a exactly. big part. And if our, back to our tagline, if we can preserve the education-based athletics, I think we connect the two components. Education is what matters. Athletics doesn't really matter. But if it's yeah, at the end of the day, it, it wasn't about, yeah, I wish she could have gone on and gotten a scholarship, all this. We all had those dreams and fantasies. Take all those away. I quickly knew she's five foot two, She and she's playing basketball. You know, <laughs> do the math. She's not going to make it very far here. But she made it on the varsity team, and like your son, uh, it gave her a chance, she and I, to bond in a way we would have never done. It gave her confidence in herself. It gave her so many things, lessons in life that she learned along the way. And those moments that I just cherish, I would never take away. Yep. And this is for somebody who wasn't a big sports fan at all. I thought, what are you going to go into sports? Oh, my God, I hate this whole notion here. There you go. All right, well, I love what you're doing, and uh, we're going to come back and talk to somebody else who loves what you're doing right after this.